What's going on guys? My name is Jesse with Amazon Ascension and we are going to get covering the number one problem most Amazon wholesalers face. Now there's a lot of problems that wholesalers run into, especially in the beginning, but also down the line, the problems always continue. I check the forums, I check the groups, I check the chat rooms, everything people seem to be running into one main problem. And it always seems to be acquiring suppliers that are profitable and that last. There's several different approaches to how you can get suppliers. You can be upfront with them and tell them that you sell directly on Amazon. You could not be upfront with them and tell them you don't sell on Amazon. You could sell in your store and you could sell on Amazon together. There's a lot of ways you could come at it. And I'm gonna go through a kind of a general guide, depending on which way you're focused, how you set up your supplier acquisition process. It's going to vary, but it, all of these tips can be applied within that, right? So a constant reliable flow of your suppliers is literally gonna keep your business running. If you, if you get suppliers and you lose them, you can't make money. If you don't get suppliers, you can't make money. So it all comes down to that. That is your first step. That's the thing that everybody's gonna have to do in the beginning and everybody's gonna have to learn. Now there's a handful of ways that you can go about acquiring these suppliers. You can do email only, you can do phone only, you can do email and phone, you can do even in person. A lot of people choose one of those routes and stick with that. Or you could start with an email, reach out with a mass amount of emails and then follow up with a phone call or let, uh, expect them to follow up with a phone call. Again, this comes down to your personal preference and your game plan, your business plan for how you're gonna run your Amazon wholesale business. What I would recommend for anybody that's just starting out or anybody that's been doing it a while, if you've been doing it a while and you're seeing your results are kind of fading, they're not working as well as you'd hoped. I've always recommended, always, 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 no matter what, call them on the phone. Does cold calling suck? Absolutely. Is it discouraging? Most definitely. Is it effective? Yes, it is the second best thing you can do to meeting someone in person is calling them on the phone. Whether it's a cold call or not, it doesn't matter. If you have good phone skills, you have good business skills, you have good negotiation skills, which you will learn by practicing this and going along the way, you will develop those skills in order to create a relationship with these suppliers where they feel like they've met you in person even if they never have. So I would never recommend doing emails. I know people that are more successful than me, people that are less successful than me, and people that are somewhere in the middle who do email only. I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm saying from my perspective, I feel like the effort that you're putting out is better used if you're calling on the phone. Now, why do I say this? A lot of you, I'm assuming, are gonna be a one-man operation. Maybe two people, three people, if you're working with your family or maybe close friends, a business partner. But in general, especially if you're not using a fulfillment center, you're limited by how much inventory you can pack and how quickly you can pack it and ship it into Amazon. If you're using a fulfillment center, it's limited. Generally, the bottleneck is the fulfillment center. How fast can they turn around your inventory and get it in correctly and accurately? So again, we're gonna go from where I'm at. I don't use fulfillment centers. I have used them in the past. I've used multiple ones in the past. I always come back to me doing it by myself. This is not something that's required, but I'm assuming that most of you are doing the same thing, especially if you're just starting off and you're watching this video because you're running into those problems. You're probably just a one-man operation. And I can tell you, you can hit 500,000, a million in gross sales, just a one-man operation. You should be able to handle it. Even, even still having a part-time, if not a full-time job on the side. It is possible. Is it difficult? Yes, it will be. But it is something that can be done. I know people that have done it. I am in that category now and I, I am doing it. While we're getting through this process, and a lot of you are afraid to make phone calls. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna mess up a lot. You're gonna call 100 people and you're gonna blow 89 
of those leads right off the bat on the phone before you hang up the phone call it's a hard no that's how it's going to go but that's part of the learning process before you start making phone calls you're going to need to develop your story you're going to have to i have a notepad if i were you i would have a notepad a whiteboard something where you have your cheat sheet your quick information that you can get to whether it's your business address your shipping address the name of your store your tax number your tax id number whatever it is that you need should be written down right there any questions that you think they're going to come up with and ask you and you, you will see over time as you continue to go answer these phone calls take these phone calls they're going to ask you the same process they're going to run through 98% of everything they say again that's a random number but the vast majority of every question that they ever ask you is going to be almost identical to every other question you've got on other phone calls so in the beginning you're going to blow leads you're going to blow a lot of them but what i recommend is to use the take that in mind remember that you're going to hear no constantly all right i don't know if you can read that no is just a roadmap. I'm sorry for the sloppy sideways handwriting. Didn't realize it's a mess. We're going to use this. We'll get to fancier videos along the way, but just starting out, we're going to use this. No is just a roadmap. What do I mean by that? You're going to get no's. What does that mean? Does that mean give up? No, it does not. That means you're heading a different direction, right? You're starting a direction. You go here, you decide to call this guy. He gives you a no. Okay, we're going to head this way. We're going to head it off a little bit, right? You're never going to ever, 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 it's impossible to run out of potential supplier leads. There are new companies starting up constantly. There's billions and billions of companies I'm sure out there at the moment maybe maybe not billions and millions I would assume so I don't know what the number is but there are so many companies that sell things in niches you would never even believe that sell that sell well on Amazon as well that are there that are just waiting for you to, to find them right that's a whole nother video of getting into how to find your leads but once you've created your list you've got your list of calls together no is a roadmap when you hear no you go on to the next one and that is a huge thing I was very discouraged when I heard no what I would do when I would go through my list and I build my list to call people I would I would investigate their site. I'd start running the numbers on products that they have. And I'd be super excited because, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a shipment. I'm going to be making 35% on the whole, the total order collectively. I'm all pumped. I'm ready to go. I go and call them and I blow the lead. It would get me depressed. What do I do now? I find somebody that has a single product, one product. That's the only research I do as far as product research, one product that sells well on Amazon. I don't care. I don't care if that's their only product that they sell. If they sell a thousand products, it doesn't matter. As long as they have one product that sells well on Amazon, they go on my list and I'm gonna give them a call. I don't do any further research because you're getting your hopes too high, right? You need to understand that's a waste of time because now it's not only is are you wasting time on a lead that you did research on that you now cannot use, it's invalid for you at this point, but you also got your hopes up, which is more discouraging now to pick up the phone and call your next guy. So don't even bother with that. That is my a huge piece of advice. What's the worst thing that happens? You get accepted to an account that only sells three products. One of them sells well. You can't sell it because Amazon jumped on it or you can't buy it cheap enough and you don't buy from them. That's it. That's it. You got approved, you can't buy right now, and that's not saying in the future you won't be able to buy because things change. Right now you can't use them, go on and call the next guy. Again, put it in, put it in a list, mark it as yellow in your list, right? Can't use now, come back to it in the future at some point if I need extra leads, but in the meantime, I'm just moving on, right? You're looking for the green ones, the go, the yeses. Something that was super helpful to me when I watched it, because I did not like hearing no, I was very shy, I, I was very good on the phone, but my in-person skills were not that good, my, my sales skills were decent, I was confident in that, but it's new territory, right? I used to sell cars. Worst, hardest thing you could ever sell, salvage used, salvage title used cars. Nobody wants that crap. If you can convince somebody to buy a salvage used car that our guy's putting together in the back with one toolbox full of tools and he's, put, he's, he's putting two halves of a car together and that's how he's building them, if you can sell that to somebody, you could sell anything. 
Okay. And I'm not saying that my sales skills are exceptional because they're decent. They're not the best. There's plenty of people that are way better than me, but they're decent. That's all you need. And they got there by practicing this, right? So I watched David Meltzer's video and the, the link to it is in the article below or in the description, wherever you're watching this, how no's are basically your roadmap. And that's not what he said word for word, but to sum up what he said, he's saying, and this is a mindset change. So pay attention right now and think about this because this changed my whole life. This changed how I ran my Amazon business. This made me successful. And I'm not saying that that is going to work for you, but I think a lot of people, when they hear no, they get discouraged. Whether it's talking to girls, whether it's doing business, whether it's asking permission from their parents, when you hear no, you automatically get this just cloud over you. It's, it's upsetting. Whether you show it externally or not, it still affects you, right? David Meltzer talked about how if you knew that you had to call 100 people and get 100 people to tell you no, that your 101st call is now gonna make you $5,000 a month for the next 12 months. How fast would you call 100 people? You'd do it in one day, in less than a day. You'd do it in a few hours. You'd call as fast as you can, get the nose, and then you know at call 101, you're gonna make money. Look at it like that. That's how this works with Amazon. If you if you look at it that you have a limited amount of suppliers to call and that's it, there's no more, you'll never have any more after that, you're not gonna to wanna to get the nose. But you need to know there is a infinite list of suppliers that you can call that is constantly growing and shrinking and adjusting people going in business people going out of business people growing people combining people expanding people splitting you'll never run out of people to call so now that you got that you know that any no doesn't matter you move on to the next there's always another supplier right number two your no's lead you to a yes. You're only gonna get so many no's in a row before somebody's gonna give you a chance, right? Whether they're not giving you a chance because your phone skills suck and they're not developed yet, whether you don't have your, your sales pitch down, your, your business model, your, your phone conversation funnel going, right? You don't have that down pat yet, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get no's. What I would do in the beginning, and I would recommend this to you as well, I would avoid calling big companies. You look in your pantry, look in your garage, look in your junk drawer, wherever, look on your desk. There are companies that make all of these products, right? Some of those companies are gigantic and they're not going to work with you no matter how, especially at this level. Maybe one day you could get to a level where they may be open to working with you. But for the most part, there's a lot of companies that are absolute no, no matter what. You're not going to be able to buy directly from the manufacturer and that's just how it is. So what I would do is I would purposely collect leads like that. I wouldn't spend too much time on it, but when they came up, instead of skipping them because I knew, okay, this guy's too big, I would put them on the list. I'd put them in a separate part of the list and I'd, I'd say, call these guys first. So every day I'd start off my phone calls. I would call those giant companies companies that I pretty much was almost convinced that it was going to be a no. And I'd warm up on the phone with them because I know I'm not going to get the account anyway. So I can't blow it because it's already not going to happen, right? Practice your skills there. Warm up talking on the phone, especially if you're not comfortable talking to people or being outgoing or working on your sales thing. It gets you in the groove, right? I did it with three to five calls in the morning. I would start off and I call those five hardest people every day till I got it down. And then after the fifth call, I'm calling the sixth guy. And what do you know? Every single question this guy asked, was asked by at least one of those first five people that I called. I have the answer fresh in my mind. I don't even have to look at my notepad that's in front of me, right? So it's not a stall. The conversation flows seamlessly. You're guiding it where you want it to go. And you develop this over time. It's not going to be instant, but every day do that for three months. Call 10 people a day for three months. And the first five people that you call, first three people that you call, whatever it is, make it make it a good portion of it. Have them be your warm-up calls, right? Your calls that you know you're not going to land. Call the giant company. See what happens. Work on your skills. Just, just try it. Again, you're counting on these being a no, right? You're counting on being a no anyway. You're getting the no's out of the way, right? So now you're already confident because if you have that mindset that enough no's leads you to a yes, you've already got three no's out of the way in the morning. You got five no's out of the way in the morning. You're getting closer to a yes. So now you've got that little bit of confidence boost. You got your practice going in, you're warmed up, and now you call freshly that you think you can land an account. And let me tell it's not going to take you three months of doing this to get there. 
you're going to be so confident in your phone skills because you, the conversations go the same way every time. Another thing is when a lot of people, I watch a lot of people get on the phone, they're waiting for the supplier to lead the conversation. They're treating it like an interview, right? You're me as the caller, the buyer is being interviewed by the seller. It shouldn't be like that, but that's the default role that we fall into when we're working and learning these skills is to let them lead the conversation and to follow their lead and just answer their questions. Let them grill us, right? And see if we can pass the test, pass the interview and get the job. It shouldn't be like that. You should be the interviewer. They should be the interviewee. You're trying to give them money and you need them to convince you why you should give them your money. Again, this is going to take some time, but you'll learn to look at it like that. And eventually your mind will adjust and it'll flow nicely and you'll have no problems and you'll get going. And before you know it, you've got a successful account. You've got your first wholesale sheet, your first catalog to go through. Let's get going and make some money, right? You've got a lot of questions to answer here. How are you going to maintain these suppliers? Are you going to do when there's back order? How are you going to make sure that the inbound shipments are optimized and profitable? How are you going to make sure that all the products work well? How are you going to make sure that Amazon's not competing directly with it? What do you do when Amazon's competing directly with it? How are you going to sort through their wholesale list? How am I going to be sure that once I send my products in after they looked profitable and they land in Amazon and Amazon counts them in inventory that they're still profitable and I can make money? That's just a handful of them, but there is plenty more that will come up along the way. That being said, with this type of Amazon wholesale business, every time you get a hurdle, a question, an issue, Amazon does something to your account, they change the rules, your supplier drops you, your supplier changes prices and they go up. You lose a special deal with a supplier, you're not getting free shipping anymore. All of these things are hurdles that are going to either limit your business and they're gonna stop you like a wall, or they're gonna allow you to jump over it and then put space between you, the ones that made it past and the ones that did not right? So every time you hit a wall, you got two options. And this is the option for everyone. Everyone, all your competitors have this, are faced with the same thing, especially when it's an Amazon site-wide policy change, or even with your suppliers, everybody that buys from that supplier now is faced with the same wall. They all have to either get over it or stay behind it, right? If you're on the side that you're staying behind it, you got people that made it over and are now on this side and that wall separating you from them. They have, a, they have an advantage now over you and the rest of the people that didn't make it past the wall. And, and every single one of these things is going to stop handfuls of people. And you know who those people are? Your competitors, whether they're competing directly with you on the same products from your supplier or their other Amazon sellers who are doing the same thing, who are have your market share and they may be a future competitor that you don't even know yet. Those walls stop your competitors. The harder it is to get over those hurdles, the less people are going to do it, which separates you from those people that are going to give up there or stop there. Now, they may continue selling, but they're going to be on the other side of that hurdle, right? And that's going to stop them. Whatever that's enabling you to do by getting to the other side, whether it's a giant advantage or a small advantage, it's still an advantage. And that advantage adds up. It adds up to percentages and percentages add up to dollars in your bank account. As stupid as that sounds, as cliche, whatever, you got to look at it like this, right? So let's get back to what do you do once you've acquired a list? Fantastic. You landed your list. I'm still writing crooked and there's a glare on the screen. We'll work on this. Don't worry. But you landed a list. What do I do now? If you look on these forums, these group chats, these Facebook boards, these messenger applications, all these people, the majority, not all these people, are wanting a tool to do this for you. They want a tool to scan these lists for you. The little guys see the big guys using these tools and they think that that's the way to success, right? Remember remember John Henry and the steam engine, the, the story when you were a little kid, right? The steam engine's the tool, right? The tool got it done. The tool in that in this case with John Henry didn't beat him, but he did it by hand and he, he beat it because he got through it and it was a speed thing. But this is, it's the same thing kind of applies, right? 
either you doing it by hand or you're doing it with a tool, the steam engine, right? If you're doing it with the tool, here's the problem with those tools. Number one, there are a lot of listings on Amazon for the same product, whether it's a bundle, whether it's two pack, three pack, five pack, 10 pack, whatever it is, a bundle meaning that item and a different item, whether it's from the same supplier or somebody else, whether it's duplicate listings for the same product that have different ranks, right? You could have one that ranks 5,000 in the category and one that ranks 50,000 and they both could sell. The one that's, that is ranked 50,000 sells less units, but it, you can still make money. And a lot of times that one that ranks worse is ranked worse because it sells for more, right? The asking price on Amazon is higher, which means sometimes what will happen depending on how much more it's asking, that product that's ranked 10,000 or 5,000, whatever I said, is you're selling say 100 units a month. Now the one that's ranked 50,000, you're selling 20 units a month, but you're making an extra 30% on the one that you're selling 20 units a month. And sometimes that unit, that one that has a worse rank makes you more money in the long run, right? So you're leaving a lot of this on the table for people like me, the John Henry guy that does it by hand, because I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna find every freaking listing for that product that there is. And I'm going to look at it and I'm going to assess it manually. You can hire VAs to do this. If you train them properly, they can do this. I don't use VAs anymore. I've used them in the past. I got rid of them because I don't need it at this point, right? I, I, I can only scale as much as I can handle because it's just me doing it and I'm not using a fulfillment center. I just choose to do that. It keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble and it keeps me focused on the business. That's my business plan at this point. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I'm not saying that's the only way because it definitely is not the only way. It, it may not even be the most profitable way. However, that's just what I'm choosing and I'm being upfront with that, that that's how I do it right now at this point in time. What I had mentioned earlier is the big guys use these tools, right? A lot of times these big guys are going to be getting accounts that you're probably never going to land. I probably might even not land. It depends. They're getting big accounts that have lists of 15,000 SKUs on them. Going through that by hand is near impossible. What I have found is remember earlier how I mentioned that you could have a supplier that only carries three products sometimes? Those guys are overlooked by these big sellers, right? Because they're looking for those giant lists. And the thing is, if you get the, that giant list, your price is going to be different than their price because they're spending $80,000 to buy 10 pallets of inventory when you're going to buy maybe a pallet if you can for a thousand. So you're gonna, they're gonna get different pricing and they're gonna be able to work out different pricing, which means you're not gonna be able to compete on almost all of those 15,000 SKUs. I think my largest list is probably, it's less than 500 SKUs on lit. I don't know what it is, a couple of hundred, probably closer to two or 300, but I'll, let's just say five, right? 500 is a lot of products to go through, but you can do it. You can do it in a day, even if it takes you a whole day to go through those products and find them all, you can do it. But what I found is those giant lists the pricing that they're going to give you with that stuff, it's great. You have access to 15,000 products now, but you can't buy any of them at the right price to make a profit. That's no good. That's just as useless as the guy that tells you no directly on the phone right away. Not quite as useless because you may be able to grow and adjust that pricing later on down the road, but it's almost as useless as that. So don't target those giant guys, right? Find smaller companies. The other thing about that is the smaller companies aren't going to grill you as hard. When you're trying to open an account, you got a mom and pop store, a guy that makes these products in his house or his garage in a, in, in a retail space with his family, they're making the, this product, they invented it on their own. Those guys, they need the money. They're not a giant company that makes millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars where you're just another supplier and they care about how their brand looks in your store and all this other stuff. They don't care about this stuff. In these, Some of them do and it's, in my opinion, stupid at that size that they are. But again, write them off and go to the next guy. Those small lists sometimes will make you way more than the big giant ones because you're only going to be able to buy five SKUs from those giant ones sometimes. Sometimes I have probably hundreds of accounts 
that I've never purchased from, that I am approved to purchase from, and I can never put an order big enough to make it worth ordering from them. The small ones are more profitable, they're easier to get in the door, and in the long run, they're gonna make you way more money. Because think about it this way, right? When you land an account, it's not that's your payment. You don't get paid for that one order that you place. You're placing an order from these guys once a month. So now you're making, say that guy's worth, you're making $500 in that one shipment that you ordered. Now you're gonna make $500 next month when you reorder it again, and the next month again, and the next month after that, and the next month after that. That being said, some of your supplier leads, again, if you get 100 no's in a row and you're 101, is a guy that's worth $500 a month for the next three years, calculate that out. Well, I don't even know what that comes to. That's worth a lot. So these accounts that you're landing are not a one-time deal. They add to your bottom line profit every single month after month after month. Sometimes they'll go up, sometimes they'll go down, but generally they will continue month after month unless you lose the account or they close your account or something happens, right? You're gonna find new products on those lists that you didn't buy the first time because they didn't work. Whatever the price, Amazon was selling it, Amazon's no longer on it, they ran out of stock, the price went up, the price went down. You're gonna stop ordering some products, you're gonna order other products that you didn't order before. So those profits are gonna adjust every month from those same suppliers that you have, but you're gonna be able to keep reordering from these guys. They're not worth a one-time fee. That's why if you can get somebody to, to put together lists of leads for you that are quality leads, those people are stupid for even doing that for you because one lead could be worth $500,000 in, in over a course of a couple years, over a course of even one year maybe, but over a course of a few years, it could be worth thousands if not hundreds of thousands, at least tens of thousands of dollars. If you get one lead a week, one successful account a week that you're landing, that's going to add X amount of dollars a month to your overall income. If you get one account a week, every week, and they're all worth $100 a month. First month, you're going to be making $400 a month. Next month, you're going to be making $800. Next month, you're going to be making $1,200. You see how this goes? And $100, I don't think any of my accounts make me only $100 a month. Every single one makes more than that. Remember that. These leads are worth a lot. And don't let that scare you when you're on the phone because don't be afraid to lose them because there's always another guy you can call. But remember, when you get these accounts, it's worth going through the nose because these accounts are literally priceless. They're invaluable to you. And they sometimes get better over time because as you continue to order higher quantities, you now get better pricing. You get specials that they have, free shipping, 10% off, 20% off, 40% off. It depends. So remember those kind of things. So we're going to go over this real quick. We'll put uh, sort by hand, right? Do not use automation ever again. If you're big enough to not need this advice, you can use automation. If you're using it, you can use it. But for those guys that are starting out or are have been doing this for six months or a year and you're struggling and you're watching this video for advice, throw that away because you're leaving money on the table. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You're getting the wrong accounts. If you need, if you have a list big enough that you need automation to help you sort through it, that account's too big for you and it's not going to be worth your time in the long run. That's my opinion. Your time's better spent somewhere else. Can you put together an order? You may be able to, but the time spent putting that order together and the profit that you're going to make and the small amount of products that you're going to be able to sell through that, that time is better spent working on a small lead of a mom and pop store that sells 15 different SKUs. That's all they offer and they rank good or decent. They don't even have to rank well. You're going to make more money over time with them than you are with big guys. Save it for later. If you do have those accounts, it's not a problem if you landed it. Congratulations because some of those are difficult to land and that means you've been doing your practice. You've been calling your leads every day. You've got your sales pitch down. You're warmed up to it and you're making progress. Save them. Put them 
in a spreadsheet. I put a spreadsheet together for all my leads I need to call and I have a column and I turn them green. If it's a landed account, I turn it green. As I'm on the phone, I have a note section. I put notes down of everything I told that client that's important. Everything about me that they know because I don't, I provide as little information about me as possible, as much enough to get the job done where I get the account landed and not too much. They don't need to know more. If they want to know more, they will ask more. But write down everything that you've told them so you can keep it straight and keep track of when you're communicating with these guys. Look up their name real quick in your spreadsheet and see what you've told them. I got a list of every single lead I've ever called since I started making the list, which was three years ago. Every single lead I've ever called and whether it was successful or not or I need to follow up or what happened with it. I kept track of it because now you also know I'm never going to call these guys again, right? You don't want to call a lead that you already landed and account that you landed. You should be able to keep track of most of that in your head and know who you're buying from regularly. That shouldn't happen. But just in case, there's, I mean, I've been doing this for three years. People that I called three years ago, I don't remember, especially the ones I got no's from. Now let's wrap this up and put it all into action here, right? Amazon can be as basic or as complex as you want it to be. The more time and effort you put into it, the more potential money you're able to make. The less time you're able to put into it, the less money you may make. You may get lucky and you may make more, but you have the option to make more or make less or manage in any way that fits your lifestyle. So remember, everything that we talked about here can be broken down into articles and videos of their own, and they will be in the future here on Amazon Ascension. However, for now, this is kind of just the introduction. Let's get rolling. Let's get some content out and get you guys learning and making some moves. So to start off, here we go. Here's your to-do list. Develop your call strategy, meaning what you're going to say when you're on the phone, how you're going to guide the conversation, your phone skills, your sales skills, all of the above. Number two, you're going to call three to five warm-up leads per day before you call your regular leads, and then you're going to get going with it, right? Then sort your lists by hand. Keep track of contacted suppliers. This means who and what you told them. Now you can write this down on a whiteboard, you can type it in the computer while you're on the call, you can write on a piece of paper, but in the end, transpose it over into your spreadsheet so that you have that and you can keep track of that as a master document in the end. And last but not least, place your order. And then, of course, everybody wants to make money. My marker's running out. All right, your steps. Develop your call strategy. Work on it by calling three to five warm-up calls every single day before you call your main leads. Then you're going to sort your list by hand once you've acquired your list. In the meantime, as you're going along, you're going to keep track of all your contacted suppliers. You're going to keep track of who they are and what you told them, the details about you and your business that you contacted them and that they are aware of any ways that they have to contact you, any people that you told them they should reach out to when they're contacting you as your company, things like that. Then you're gonna place your order once you've sorted your list by hand, and then you're gonna make some money. Thanks guys for watching. Be sure to check out the article for a little bit more detailed information, some more analogies, some more explaining, some more mindset things. Be sure to leave a thumbs up, leave a share if you'd like to, and check out for the future podcasts, videos, articles, all of the above. This is Jesse with Amazon Ascension. I am signing out.